podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily for this Thursday night. Uh, just two days to go now until Liverpool go and beat Palace at Sellhorse Park. Yes, I said it and um, I'm sticking to it. Uh, I'm your host Gav as always and tonight's show is brought to you by Paddy Power. Uh, Bookies, a website and an app. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly. If you don't, that's fine. But if you do, check out the odds on Liverpool, specials on Liverpool, football, all different sports, everything else. Probably I'm a celebrity, it's all on there, I'd say. Um, but absolutely go and try with Paddy Power. Tonight my guest is Peter Smith, and Peter has decided that, listen, yeah, Gav, we'll try and talk about football, but the random stuff, um, the random stuff is, is what I'm into, so um, absolutely go and do that. Apologies for that sound coming through. That's me being an absolute idiot with regards to my phone and being right beside me and the volume being turned up. Uh, Peter, how are you, my man? No, you got me. Yeah, there you go. How are you, my man? I've, we've, gotcha. we've, between us, we've made an absolute fucking horrendous mess at the start of the show. But look, that's we how are, it goes. We are not technicians. We're not techies here. But what we are is we're football people. You jinxed it by A, saying that we weren't going to talk about the game. Mm-hmm. And B, saying that Liverpool had already won this weekend. You know you've jinxed it. You ah, know the football listen, gods are they, frowning on us right they now. They probably are, but fuck them. Um <laughs> Peter, listen, we will get into Palace and we will get into Liverpool and we will get into the Premier League and we will get into whatever you want. But if, if you wanted to start with one topic, what would it be tonight? Because I want to you, talk You were very active on Twitter today with loads of suggestions and I went, this could go on. Like, you know, I've packed, I've brought a packed lunch and everything with me for this. <laughs> I want to talk about Jose Mourinho. Oh dear, we've done this for, yeah. we've done this for two nights, three nights. Oh, well, then let's let, not. No, let's, let's talk go. about I tell you what, let's talk about the the fact that everybody seems to be talking about as if he's, you know, dead, gone, a dinosaur. I have to say, since, and in fairness, you have to hand it to the lads at the Transfer Podcast, uh, Duncan Castles and his mates there, they broke it early doors, and, you know, all hell seems to be broken loose. The millennials are out in force, saying that the football is going to be dark ages, misusing words like pragmatism. When these guys don't understand that pragmatism doesn't mean defensiveness, pragmatism means using what you've got to the best of its ability I just don't think it's the doom and gloom story that it could be I think sports fans should be really looking forward to something I mean it's a ruthless decision but sometimes ruthless is necessary that's all I have to say about it we can talk about Thunderland if you want Thunderland <laughs> um, well here's one for you Aunt Dicko says jam butties or chocolate spread ooh you've got to have chocolate spread especially this time of winter Nutella like Ch- 
Yeah, I have to say I was on the fence till I, till I moved to Spain, and everything has Nutella in it. So yeah, I'm 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 a convert. Gotta yeah. say, I'm not a big fan of jam. I grew up on jam. Come on, mm. you can't be from Dublin and not like jam. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Really? Yeah, no, jam wasn't my thing, and um, the marmalade wasn't my thing. I love a slice of batch bread with loads of butter on it, though. Now, I will batch, now you're bringing it back. Yeah, batch. I had batch bread yesterday. I just bought it randomly in a shop because I just seen it and went, batch, ooh, yeah, I'll have that. And between me and my daughter, we had the whole fucking thing by about 9 o'clock last night. <laughs> um, he says, jam butties are lemon spread. Lemon spread? That's a bit weird. Yeah. A bit is that weird. lemon cord? Is that, what, is that what I'm thinking? Probably. It sounds like somebody with a bit of a sour taste. Everton supporter, maybe. Uh, maybe likes the bit of taste, you yeah, know? Yeah, don't do that. I, See I, what I did there? Yeah, I know. You're, you're dying to get onto Everton as well. And we may do. Um, Chris Pross asks, Chinese or Indian? Oh, it's got to be Chinese, mate, all day long. Yeah, Chinese for me as well. I'm getting one after this show, by the way, just to let you know. Um, I'm going to sit down and try my best to watch Rocky Four. So, there. Ah. It's, a, it's a nice romantic evening in for one. Um, Northred says Mourinho is hanging about and will hang about until he, he thinks he's in contention for the Liverpool job. Would you ever see him be, getting the Liverpool job or would you ever like to see him as a Liverpool manager? Well, first of all, Jose Mourinho is a known Liverpool supporter. I mean, this goes all the way back to him sitting in stadiums and having, uh, you'll never walk alone on his, as his theme song and some Liverpool wallpaper. He, he has let it known that he's a, he's a fan. I mean, he's a football fan like all of us. Um, I don't, I think he's a sort of, sort of character that nobody wants at, at their club until he joins the club and then all of a sudden it's a Jose party. Cause let's face it, you know, he's, was he won 20 major honours at this stage? Uh, but the way things are, I wouldn't swap club or that style for anybody. You, you, you just wouldn't, you no, know? You absolutely wouldn't. But I'll put it to you this way then. What about if club was to leave in 2022 mm-hmm. and Mourinho was available? Or come out and said he wanted the Liverpool job. Would you like to see him at the? At it's controversial. I'd probably go down the Philip Casey route and say, okay, you can take over the the defensive coaching if you want, but we'll leave uh, the attacking stuff. After watching what Pep Linder seems to be about, I'm not even in the Steven Gerrard camp to be honest. I think I think you you, you you were in danger of disappearing down the. Dare I say it, the Graham Soonest route, <clears throat> appointing somebody based on nostalgia. I think that would be a huge mistake. I don't, I'm, I'm, Stephen Gerrard was an excellent player, um, but he's a lot to prove. I mean, there's a good 10 years of proving himself in it before he gets anywhere near being, uh, being at the level that we would require. However, I would like to see Pep Linders. If, if Klopp leaves realistically in four or five years, I'd like to see Linders giving a go. I'm kind of on that that, that <coughs> bus as well. Uh, mm. I, I've said it before. I I just think the thoughts of Steven Gerrard being Liverpool manager terrifies me. I think I think mm. if there was ever a job that would swallow a man up, I think that would be it. You know, yeah. we, we we see and I'm, I've said it countless amount of times. The whole romantic idea just doesn't work. It hasn't worked for United. Um, I don't think in the long run it'll work for Lampard. It didn't work for Kenny Daglish when he came back the second time. You know, I just, these jobs can swallow you up and I, the romanticism are all, don't get me wrong, if Gerard went to, I don't know, France, Germany, Spain, Italy, um, even the Premier League and, and had a good couple of seasons where you thought he's really progressing the club and this is what he's doing, you may be him with a chance, but right now I'm, I'm one of those that is just terrified, um, terrified of him being a Liverpool man. In fairness, you mentioned Frank Lampard and it's interesting. I think Frank Lampard has been helped by the 
fact that expectations have been lowered because Chelsea's spending power is is redundant. They're not allowed to spend. And I think that this is where things can go wrong. I mean, I personally, I don't understand why, for example, you'll see fans get up, get their knickers in the twist about the fact that, oh, we can't spend this, we can't spend that. Sometimes it's good to consolidate what you have. Bring these lads like the Tammy Abrahams, you know, back into the club from, from successful loan spells and see how they go. I mean, the game hasn't changed all that much. It seems to me that everybody's obsessed with, oh, if you don't have a Portuguese, Spanish or Italian passport, well, then you, you can't be much cop. I mean, you know, if, if we, if for example, take our example, we've got Harry Wilson out on loan at Bournemouth. Who's to say that he mightn't be a better or as good of option as, I don't know, a team awareness, you know, certainly as back up to the front three. I know it doesn't sound as sexy as bringing in somebody that's, you know, got 25 goals in the last 50 games that he's played for his club in Germany, but who's to say it wouldn't be just as successful? I think there's a bit of an obsession about, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. Lampard seems to be reaping the benefits of not being able to spend money. And I think that's that's worked to his benefit. It's a good example that he used for me. Mm. Um, no, it's just one. It's just one of those. I, I just don't get me wrong. I, I, time will tell with Gerard. You know, I think he's doing a decent job at Rangers, and we've gone over this loads of times. I think he's doing a decent job at Rangers. But hey, it's hey, hard, hang on, it's hard a not, no, no, it's hard not to, job exactly. Yeah, at no, Rangers. it's hard not to. You know, do you know that kind of way. Exactly. Right, okay, you could throw the whole financial <laughs> situation. Uh, that's at Rangers at the moment, and you could say, well, there, there's a burden on them. But at the end of the day, Rangers on the financial burden against, you know, whatever, the, the other eight of the nine teams left in that league, they're still going to come out and finish second. You know, um, it's one of those. Uh, I did see somebody there say they had four tickets available for the Crystal Palace game. It might have been a Twitter account, Collect Tickets, I think it's called, if people want to get on there. I don't know who that person is, just to let you know. But if you want to contact them, if anyone's looking for Crystal Palace tickets and you feel they're reliable, um, the, the, the message come up there, and I usually try to read out as many as I can. But I can just tell you, I do not know that person, so that's. Just I don't like Sellhorse Park. I gotta say, I've been there a few times. I was there the day that Delia Adibola um, broke Chris Kirkland's leg. I don't know if you remember that's way back. I think in maybe 2002. Um, I'm not sure. I think we might have lost that game one nil. We drew it. It was an FA Cup game. I think we drew it nil all. We might have lost. I'm not sure, but I remember. No, I'm not been a hundred yards from the crack. Of Chris Kirkland's leg, so you don't you like couldn't, it. You couldn't drag me kicking and screaming into Selhurst Park. <laughs> and and Dicko says three one to the Red Men, a man a hat trick. Oh yeah, uh, listen, just to let you know, if you have any bets or specials or, or any sort of prediction predictions for the weekend, throw them in here. I do have to put the free bet on on Saturday morning. So between tonight and tomorrow night, I'll have a look at the bets. I'm really liking the, you know. Liverpool to win and both teams to score. I think we're up to about 58 quid we've raised for charity so far, which is appalling given the amount of bets we've had on. But we've start, <laughs> we have over the last couple of weeks started to pick up a bet here and there, you know. So if you have any of them, throw them into me. Be realistic though. Let's please be realistic. Um, Northred said yeah. the Scottish League is brutal. Uh, Dunno <laughs> makes it an absolutely a horrendous um, thing to say. He says, Gav drinks green tea. And then he follows that up with, I follow Man United. Don't know, I don't believe you, man. I don't believe you. Well, now, now that you're all media and all this, Gav, he, he's probably, you know, he's read your rider, what you want, what you require when you're doing these shows. No, I'm probably, you know, not media. Green tea and, you know, no, blue m and It'd probably be um, six cans or something and um, a three and one from the closest curry shop. Uh, Avo says, most of the team will be 29 plus in two years if Klopp left. Gerard would have to rebuild a new team. 
Dublin. That's a fair point. That's a fair uh, Trent, point. Trent is... Trent, yeah, I know Trent where he's won. coming from, but when you look at Mane, you look at Salah, you look at Firmino, you look at... Well, Milner has obviously won, but you look mm. at Henderson, you look at Van Dijk will be in around 29. Um, Matip will be close, if not beyond that. Robertson will be probably 28. You know, th- there will be... It will not an aging team, but it will be one where it probably coming into its prime. But then, you know, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be one of those. First time Dad says, who... Who are your local League of Ireland sides? Who do oh, we support? Pat, do you support Pats, anyone? Pats for me. Always a Pats man. All oh, right, Rovers for me. Um, so, Mil- uh, see, the posh, Milltown. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know Tala, I suppose Tala now. No, we're in Tala. Uh, no. Originally Milltown, eh? R- Rovers is, uh, Rovers is my side. Uh, Pats <laughs> is his. And, uh, we leave it at that, I think. Uh, PW says, bet on Zaha being incredibly overhyped again. Ahead of this game, well, do you know what, PW, we are, we are, um, and Chris Brack says good evening, good evening, Chris. We were talking about Zaha on the show last night, and Jim Fishlock was on. He was talking about Zaha, and he seems to think that he, and he, he doesn't seem to think he's watched Palace. He said five or six times this season, and he couldn't get over how bad Zaha has been. He feels like he's, he's in a rut. And that's it, harsh. It, that's well, harsh. It, no, Palace, said, Palace are playing a four-one. <coughs> You know, four one at the moment, and he's no, he deep just, on the right. You know, yeah, but he, he just feels that his body language, um, watching him as a as a coach, oh, I don't want to be there. He, yeah, he just feels like he's in a rut because of he probably expected a move. You know, yeah. uh, before the, the summer was up or the, the summer window was up. Uh, let me see. Chris Pross says, "Who goes first, Pep or Jose?" I think Pep. I think it's, it's, it's obvious for me, you know, I think the last three, four weeks has probably taken as much out of him as when Jose years. beat him to the title in Spain and, and he broke the points record and mm. the whole messing with uh, Tito Villanova. Anybody remembers that, even though that ended in tragedy. Ultimately, Pep is the type of guy, like I said on this show, my first appearance, I said, you're going to see the real Pep Guardiola and he's cracking. You know, this is a man that is, as I said, he's been handed his career, albeit he's a, was a talented player, um, a talented manager, but he's been handed his career. You're seeing the real him culturally, you know, individually, you're seeing the real him. He'll be gone. I think end of the season, particularly if they don't win that Champions League and defensively see Yarn Dallet to win the Champions League. So I expect him to go. May, see you later. Yeah, I want to get them in the Champions League. I just think if, if Pep looks at Liverpool and if Liverpool go on to win this title, um, I think he'll probably look and go, do you know what? I'm spending and I'm spending and these are an absolute and utter machine that are completely and utterly together and have been for a couple of years and will probably strengthen. And I don't think he likes the challenge. You know, like at Bayern, he had three years there. And the challenge was to win the Champions League and he couldn't get it over the line and he just decided enough's enough and he's announcing that he's a city manager six months before he actually is. You know, yeah. it's just one of those. Kevin Sullivan reckons he does go in the summer. Traz is the exact same. He says, yeah, Pep will be gone this summer. And also says Mourinho taking over with Spurs will probably push Pep over the edge in the next few months. <laughs> you know what? It's not a bad show. It's not a bad show. First time dad says Zaha is coached by Hodgson. God bless the fella. He's not allowed to be creative. That's fair enough. I heard a great comment on, on the Anfield rap a couple of weeks ago when they were going through a couple of teams. And I think it was Paul Cope that might have been on the show at the time. Mm-hmm. And he said, Palace started off great. Brilliant. Flying. Fifth in the league. Hodgson took one look at it and went, no, that's not us, and went and lost the next four. You know, so it's one of those. Uh, Kevin Sullivan says, outside Barca B, Pep has not had a single difficult job in reality. Barcelona, brilliant side, absolutely brilliant side. He went to Bayern, and he, the challenge he had there was to follow a man that won a treble. 
Yeah, unfortunately. Um, and yeah. he, he never quite rose. So he won three league titles, but anyone could win a league title with Byrne, especially mm. over the last 10 years, I suppose. And mm. then it just, he could not get up that hill and, and make a Champions League, you know. And then when he watches the look of Klopp come in, make two Champions Leagues in a row in is what, his third and fourth full season, would I be right in saying? Yeah. I think this is the fourth season, yeah. Sorry, second and third. Yeah. Um, full seasons. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. that must have been a kick to him as well. Chris Prosrex reckons Pep to Juve and Poch to City in the summer. I think Pochettino would be mad not to go and take over Bayern Munich. Where do you, what do you think he does actually? It's interesting to ask that question. For me, well, it depends. I mean, you look at it, Bayern Munich have already signaled their intentions, you know, they, that he's on the list. Mm-hmm. If I'm him, personally, I'm waiting for Unai Emery to lose his job and I want Arsenal. Do you? Because, because yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's what, just how I am. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, you, you just want to be a cantankerous fuck, is that what you're Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I, I listen, I'm, I'm absolutely behind that, but when I looked at, when I looked at, when I looked at Pep, I thought, not Pep, uh, Pochettino, mm. I, I said it for months, I felt there was something wrong at Spurs, I felt the relationship between him and Levy was not good, Um probably fueled by his comments that if I win this Champions League, I might as well, I might as well leave. Mm. Coupled with a transfer window that looked very, very strange to me when all was said and done and the dust settled on it. And players that I just don't think suit the way he wants to play, and players still there that he obviously wanted out and didn't go. I think the attitudes. I think you're right. The attitudes were there after they lost the Champions League final. The way he reacted, and the way the players reacted, from what I've read and from what I've heard, was completely at odds. And he just couldn't reconcile that. You're looking at a huge cultural difference as well. Between, I mean, he's got a lot of Scandinavian players. He's got a couple of Belgians. He's got you know mo- a lot of young English players. And they, let's be honest, they would have been content. The Harry Canes, the Harry Winkses, the Delhi Alleys, they would have been probably content with contesting the Champions League because at every stage, somebody made the point, at every stage of the Champions League, it looked like they were heading out. They were only ahead for 80 seconds of the two legs of the Ajax game. They were the final 80 seconds yeah, of, right. of play. So they probably would have thought to themselves, we've arrived, we're in the, we're at the Champions League final. He wanted them coming back angry, you know, questioning each other. And they just didn't. They came back kind of patting themselves on the look at us. We've reached a, a European Cup, a Champions League final, and we're great. And I think he's gone above their heads and said, right, I need to. It's a bit like what happened with Zidane the first time at Real Madrid. Zidane made a list of six players that he wanted out. Tony Crowes was one of them. Um, and he, because he thought the hunger was gone. Mm. And I think it's a very similar situation at Tottenham. He probably felt that they were satisfied with what they achieved. They'd, they'd reached, a, 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 not a pinnacle, but yeah, close and to he, it. Yeah, and he wanted a clear out. And Daniel Levy's the type of guy to think, whoa, whoa, if we do this all at once, it's a fire sale. The bids will come in, but they won't be the 120 million, 130 million that I want for Harry Kane. It won't mm. be, it'll be, it's the fire sale price. So I think he just felt not supported. You know, with Pochettino's culture, everything happens quickly. You know, he's a, he's an Argentinian. He's used to Spanish pace. You know, everything changes overnight. He probably wanted those changes to happen quickly. You look at Daniel Levy. I mean, somebody made the point to me the other day that, oh, Manchester City, now they've, they are, Tottenham Hotspur have, have hired, uh, Jose Mourinho. What do you think the difference is? And I said, the difference is Jose Mourinho is going into a club now that invest. Manchester City spent, you know, and there's a, there's a huge difference. Daniel Levy probably wanted to continue that investment, whereas, you know, Poch, his attitude was get rid, 
we build again. You cannot do that when you're investing. It's do you think, slow do you, think was, do you think he was having problems there? Because there was a lot made in the media about, you know, problems between players. Do you think it, it may have just been a case where it all got a bit, probably saying it got a bit too much from us, probably, probably egging it a little bit too much, but over egging it. But do you think there was probably too many fires to put out, coupled with what you said, you know, you have players here that feel are walking around going, I'm a Champions League finalist. Okay, I didn't win, but look where I got to. And yeah. smelling themselves a little bit. Cause yeah. like, well, look at the appointment. The appointment of Jose Mourinho tells you everything. Tells you that that's probably the case. You know, you've, you, Daniel Levy will feel that Joe Lewis has invested to the level of the club, got the players there that should be winning things you know not and not walking around content with themselves so then it's not a player change that's required at Tottenham Hotspur it's a culture change mm. Jose Mourinho will bring that culture change he will the one of the players that he will convince to stay and I think he might win a few of the battles there's a few of the battles I don't think he wants to win by the way but we'll talk about that but he'll win a few of the battles like the Toby uh, all the world else will stay I mean at 31 32 I can't see Huge amount of takers for him. To yeah, he's out of contract. Yeah, he'll sign a new one. He, he, he may do one. because he's a player that Mourinho wanted. And he actually, you know, Jim Fishlock said last night he doesn't feel that Danny Rose will be there. I think Danny Rose was a player Mourinho tried to sign United as well. There's loads of comments coming in here. You know, so, um, I think it was Glenn that says you can't write off Pep Guardiola's achievements. Money doesn't guarantee his success. When it comes mm. to Guardiola, I think everything was in place from like Bayern were signing players from before he got there. City were signing players from before he got there. You know, it wasn't like he had to come in, assess the situation, and go from there. You know, it, it was being built before before he arrived. Listen, you know, uh, look at Manchester City. Look at the, when they announced this whole PR campaign around formidables. That tells you everything about how insecure they are about their own achievements. The real achievement. The, the Sheikh Mansours of this world invest money for Europe. They don't care about the, the Carabao Cup. The FA Cup. The FA Cup. They, okay, they care, everyone cares about the Premier League. But the they, charity, they, they, include they'd the charity take, shield into that. Yeah, they'd probably Europe. take, they'd probably take two second places in the league if it meant the Champions League. Of course they would. Yeah, Listen, absolutely. Let's be honest. Liverpool would swap trophies now with Manchester City for this season. If you follow me, they would take the Premier League and vice versa. I wouldn't give Personally, as a Liverpool supporter, I don't care if Liverpool win the Champions League. Listen, love to win the back-to-back Champions Leagues. We've got to win that Premier League. Yeah. And I think at Manchester City now, to in order for the achievements to be validated, they've got to win uh, a Champions League or two, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, almost a billion spend, you've got to win something in Europe. Absolutely. Loads of comments here, right? So, uh, Traz um, had a comment in there, and I really liked that. And it's just gone on my screen. I'm really upset. I'm, I'm blaming fucking Peter on that for talking to you. <laughs> uh, Dixon says, fantastic show and uh, enjoying as always. Keep it up. Well, listen, if you're enjoying it, share it. Go on to YouTube, subscribe, do all that. Hit the notification bell icon. There's all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, first time dad says, Potch to Napoli. You heard it here first. Dunno says, uh, Mourinho is done. Age catches us all. It's an, I'll come back to that in a second. Uh, PW says Winks will end up at Everton with the rest of the 30 year olds with potential. That's a deep voice. Traz says, I get the impression that a lot of sports fans want to offload Danny Rose. Can't say I blame them. His attitude was poor. Yeah, and didn't, didn't Phil say that Winks would end up at Man United at some point? Phil said an awful lot. Listen, I can't go back through <laughs> Phil's um, portfolio to see what he said. Um, Mourinho will succeed if you can teach an old dog a new trick. 
I made the point last night, and, and I know where Dunno's coming from because, you know, the, the, like people are saying there, you know, Ancelotti could be not in trouble at Napoli. I just think there's an absolute murder going on at Napoli at the moment. Mm. They're talking yeah. about selling all their squad. That there's, they nearly didn't have their home games in the Champions League at their yeah. ground because of the, the, it needed to be fixed. It was in bits. And look, Dino De Laurentiis is a very, very temperamental owner. Oh yeah, How but, anybody but, but Ancelotti, where Ancelotti mm. people will say, you know, oh, I love Ancelotti, you know, and because mm. he's been in jobs and he's kept them going and, mm. you know, he's, he goes out of the game and comes back in. But, mm. the, but the, the one thing I've not, I don't know if you agree with me, and I'll bring it back to last night's show and I'll ask you the same question that I, that mm. I spoke to Jim about. Me watching Jose Mourinho, now listen, mm. I love when Jose Mourinho had a breakdown at Chelsea. <laughs> I loved when he was off the wall at, at Madrid. He, he was brilliant at Inter Milan. When he comes back the second time at Chelsea, he has another breakdown. You know, he, he goes to United. Everyone thinks that's it, that the Premier League is sewn up now. United have all the money and this manager. And it was an absolute car crash because egos struck, egos struck people that want to take money from out of the club and it just didn't work. But 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Watching Jose Mourinho, for me, I just feel watching him on, in the Sky Studios. Now, it's probably not a great barometer. I'm going to, I'm going to caveat with that, with that. But watching him, he felt, looked a hell of a lot more relaxed than I've ever seen him. He looked, yeah. he, he spoke a lot more openly about the game and how he feels about the game. And about and himself. And about himself. And his ideas around the game seemed to, seemed a lot different to what we would perceive his ideas to be. And I always go back to the time he spoke about Arsenal. And I remember at the time, Arsenal fans thought, we're second, we're second Emery, we're going to end up with Mourinho. And a lot of them were in favour, a lot of them weren't, okay? And he was talking about Aubameyang and he was saying, well, if you play him here and you get this out of him and he makes them runs and you can do this to teams. And I thought that was a massive sea change in what Mourinho was talk, used to talk about. Because when he used to speak, he would always talk about what this player could do for his side, you know, and what he could do A, B and C. So just the change in the way he spoke I thought was massive. I think I lost you there for a minute, yeah. Peter. But do, do, do you get the gist of what I'm saying? He looks a lot no, more got you, relaxed. Got you, got you. And I'm wondering if the breakout yeah. of football has made I him think, think listen, of a new direction he needs to take. Of course. This is a man This is a man that speaks six or seven languages. He's a very a highly educated man, highly well-read and studied guy. You know, this... this type of guy is capable of change capable of a lot of things but you know again it comes back to that word pragmatism a lot of people don't understand what it means people think the idea of being pragmatic is i have my idea and i'm sticking to my idea and i'm going to you know uh, shape this job the way i i form my ideas no pragmatism is can be defined and is usually defined by taking what you've got at your disposal at the moment and and doing what you can with it now at the moment if you look at Tottenham Hotspur their strength is how they attack when they're at their best it perhaps isn't the way they defend which is why this job could be made for him so do you say do you, do you say uh, you're asking has he changed 
probably he has evolved. Intelligent people don't change, they evolve. Uh, and is he, is, is he capable of making an impact at a club like Tottenham Hotspur? Yeah, I would say yeah. But what I would say to anybody who's expecting it to be in the immediate term, have some patience. You know, this is not going to be an overnight job. Okay, they're going to go and they're going to make themselves difficult to be. People are going to probably be puffing their chests out and, you know, getting back stuck in. You're going to see a lot more of lads like Sissoko. I don't know if Victor Vanyama is still there. or if he, oh, oh, His name stuck in my head as soon as Mourinho got the job. Yeah, but I can see if he's out on loan. So I think he was supposed to go to Anderlecht or something on loan or Bruges, somewhere like that. But he that will be stopped because Mourinho likes big, imposing players. Um, I w- if I was Hardy Winks, I would worry because he won't be looking at him as a number six. I, I can just see, yeah, him having an impact and, yeah, people being surprised by how attacking the football is. The one player who will benefit most from this, I feel, is Deli Ali. And you know what? You're asking that, right? And I've loads of comments to read out, so I will, I will ask you this question. Um, you know, Traz says, did you hear that Mourinho was taking classes to be nicer? <laughs> if that's true, if that's true, it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, Abu the Tord says, we should go in and get Kula Bali where, where there's so much turmoil and, Nap- turmoil and Napoli. I can see him moving and I think that might be one that you know you'd actually go and try to do. Let me see. Glenner says, in Jose's area, a draw away to a top six side was classed as a good result, so a style suit with that. Kevin mm. Sullivan, if you're at Spurs, you set up exactly like us, pace wide with Son and Mora around Kane, full back, stay back though. Uh, new life for Eric Dyer, says first time dad. Owen <laughs> says, just tuned in, you talked about Robbo and Salah featuring in training today. Yeah, I did see them feature, I seen Robertson featuring in training, so it's, it's one of those. But going back to Delhi Alley, and I will get, we, we, trust me, we, we've all the time in the world, we are going to go on to Palace and, um, Liverpool, but I am enjoying this, so we'll keep going. The one thing I noticed was, when Mourinho was announced, the name going around was Delhi Ali. He won't, he won't sue him. He won't sue him. What makes you think he will? Because when I see Delhi Ali, I think he's a lot of sports fans, a lot of, Fans in general think that he's this midfield general, think that he's supposed to put his foot in the ball and dictate the pace of the game. He's not. Deli Ali is, is a second striker. He's, he's a fella that will score goals, you know, playing that in-between position. Now, who does that remind you of? Frank Lampard. Nobody you, and, and Frank Lampard, when Frank Lampard came from West Ham originally, he was a wide, a right-sided midfield player. A lot of people thought he should be putting his foot on the ball in the middle of the park and spraying it around. It's a similar story. I think, as I said, Jose will put his dogs of war in the middle of the park and have Deli Ali sitting off Harry Kane and having, getting him in that box impossible to pick up. Deli Ali will, will, benefit greatly if he can sort out his relationship with Mourinho which by the way people don't realise Mourinho is the master of getting inside fellas heads speaking their languages he's he's very intelligent very good at levelling with people if he if he can they can get that side right he'll get that boy playing definitely yeah uh, Liverpool versus everybody says you know that kind of way and I know why you're saying that because I say that all the time so he's <laughs> obviously pulling me up on that and thanks a million I'm trying to stop saying that as much but I don't know why I do it you know that kind of way. <laughs> uh, says, that, Ali will suit, Winks won't. We have to wait and see. There's a lot. I agree with him. I agree with him. Yeah, not, maybe not so. With, with Mourinho's uh, setup, you know, Winks would need to be a foot taller and a lot more mobile. I think, in fairness to Pochettino, he likes a, a number six that can play, you know, that can knock it about. Um, a little bit like what Chelsea have in... Uh, 
well, he's not in the same class, but in, uh, what's the Brazilian lad that takes the weird penalties that scores them all? Um, I can't think it'll Jorginho. come to me. Yeah, a little bit like that, but we all know what George, what Jose Mourinho's number sixes are like, they're killers, you know, or else it's fitness freaks. Glenner comes in here and says, you can't say Jose has evolved and then liking players to a zero, as 05 side. Do you know where he's coming with that? But what, yeah, I do, but why not? Why not? I mean, evolution is not about, I mean, it's not about just how he sets up defensively. In the, the Mourinho is not going to change the way he sets up defensively, as in what he expects his defensive midfielder and his back four to do. But what might have evolved is there might be some more freedom for for wider players. He might have looked, for example, at that fluid front three that Liverpool have or the fluidity that Manchester City had and, and think to himself, maybe if I can get a couple of the right players to stick around, they can do something similar in the final toward for me and I can get a real balance going here. So why not? I mean, that could be... He could have evolved naturally by watching what's going and what's working in the Premier League. Why not? Yeah, yeah, he, that's what I think it is. I think he has watched. I think he. It'll be interesting to see who he brings in as a backroom staff. I don't think it's the standard backroom staff that usually um, go from club to club with Jose Mourinho. So we'll have he to won't have Rui Faria, um, because I think Rui Faria let him down unless he has appointed him, and I don't know. Um, but I think the difference with Spurs will be he's going to bring in. They're going well. I think he has. A Suggested that sports should bring in a director of football, um, and, and they're looking at the chap. I can't remember his name from Lille. That's how, you know had all the success bringing through the Nicholas Pepe's right back to Eden Hazard. Don't know who he is, but I think what, what the mistake that he made at Manchester United was not having that buffer between um, himself and a very confusing and confused board. You know, the, uh, Jose Mourinho and Woodward are, are speaking two different languages. I think he wants somebody to absorb basically the shit that comes from dealing with individuals like that. I can't see Jose Mourinho wanting to deal with Daniel Levy on a daily basis. And I think the two lads are educated enough to know that they shouldn't. So I think you'll see in the next couple of weeks, a profiled director of football coming. I mean, not a nonsense name like Rio Ferdinand. I mean, this is ridiculous stuff. Yeah. I'm talking like an experienced professional. A Manchi type. Who, who knows how to, to translate what's going on on the park with the coaching staff to what's going on in the boardroom and vice versa. Okay. This is, I mean, I, I look at Rio Ferdinand sometimes and people like that on the television throwing their hats into the ring saying I'm a director of football. I mean, yeah. you're a, you're Give a fine a player, Rio, but yeah. sit down. Just sit down and shut up. Leave this to the professionals, you know? Yeah. Dixon87 says, have you lads seen the 888 video of City and Tottenham fans saying how much they hate us? It's a, it's hilarious. No, but Dixon, if you could send it to the LFC Day Trippers and tag us in a tweet, and um, we definitely uh, have a look and probably go on a little rampage on Twitter because we love nothing more than that. And there's, about, <laughs> there's about 11 lads that have access to our account and they just love annoying people. So um, we are the people if you need us to do that. Uh, let me see. Northred says, I don't mind the Mourinho goes around taking points off your Leicester and Chelsea's, etc. That we new manager burst would suit us when they, when they have C. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let me see. We have to we have to speak about Palace and Liverpool. We have to get it in somewhere. Although we are having a great debate here about everybody else, but <laughs> you know, mostly Jose Mourinho. We, we we tried not to talk about him, but we did. We got there in the end. We have about five ten minutes left, tops. So if you have any random questions or you have any bets for the weekend, throw them in, and I'll know to look at them afterwards, and I know what time point to watch out for them. 
But random questions and bets, throw them at us, go. Because me and Peter are going to have a little chat about Palace. So, Peter, um, you, you're not going to Palace. You're not going to Sellhorse Park, even no if, if we're kicking and screaming. But Liverpool no go there on Saturday and it's after an international break. You throw all these kind of sayings in after an international break, you know, starting momentum again, tough place to go, tight pitch. You know, blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, we should be going and beating Palace, whether it's home or away or a neutral ground or on the mill. That's what's expected. You know, listen, in the days when we had a dodgy dodgy defence and an even dodgier keeper not too long ago, I would say I'm a little bit worried about this. But you know how it'll be. Palace will set up their stall, two banks of four. You know, the, if if Christian Benteke is lucky enough to be on the park, he'll be the lone Ranger in the final third. I don't worry about him. Um, the only thing that might do us again is set pieces. Um, we need to be careful in and around our own box with this because they've, they've got a lot of big, big lumps. But that being said, <laughs> listen, I hate putting the mockers on Liverpool, but I expect us to have at least 70% possession of the ball. And the key to playing against Palace at Selhurst Park, you get the early goal, they collapse. Liverpool score early. We'll score three or four. If they don't, it'll be tight and we'll win a 2-1. Okay. Northred asks, is Zaha fit? I haven't heard anything about Zaha not being fit. I did hear about Joel Ward being injured, and I think mm. Mamadou Saku might be out injured as well. But other than that, mm. I have not seen... Um, I have not seen anything else. Liverpool versus everybody says harsh but true, Kevin. Good to see someone else say it. I don't know what that is. Uh, Chris Brack says 3-0. Mane, Firmino and Chamberlain. Fabinho to be yellow card. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's due a ban, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Chris Pross says Fabinho booked so he misses Brighton. So we're all on the same, uh, him, she here. Stocks, he says Palace will battle Liverpool this weekend. Bogey team. Mm, don't see, don't think so. I don't know. Kevin O'Sullivan says 2-0 win. Uh, Mane scores any time. Fabinho to get booked. Seven plus corners. That's, he's obviously trying to bet on me there, and I will go yeah. and have a look. Anto G123, it's your man from Anfield Agenda in the AAA video clip, Craig something. Ah, yes, I know, who he, fella. I know yeah. who he is, and I'm not discussing him. Uh, Maverick yeah. says, let's see how Spurs look after four months to see if Josie has truly evolved. That's the proof of the pudding being baked. Yep, that's an absolutely fair point. Yeah. Um, Fourth time dad t- asks Stocksy to stop being a troll. Listen, he might be, he might just be, um, he just, he might be, he might be just a Palace fan, but he does hope that Liverpool go on a massive slump and slide down the table. Mm, I don't think so. Uh, Glenar says these games are going to be our toughest, a la Sheffield United, Villa, etc. Yep, the way team set up, it could be, mm. but you know, we are finding ways to win games, so we'll have to wait and see. Get up Palace early, uh, keep them quiet, 3-1 wins, says Maverick. Glenar has won all, and he did say that last night. He feels it's a little bit of a banana skin. I don't want him to be right, and I know Glenner is a nice fella, but I really don't want him to be right. Um, let me see. Stocksy hits back, and he says, you can't tell me that Palace and Liverpool's bogey team always struggle against them. I think I'm right in saying they beat Palace twice last season. Yeah. And the season before, I think they might... I think the season before... I think they Palace are the last team to beat us at Anfield, remember? April 2017. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you could probably call them a bogey thing because no one else has beaten us. Yeah. So, you know, it's Palace and Palace, the last team to beat us at Anfield, and City, the last team to beat us in the Premier League in about 51, yeah. 52 games. Mm. Let me see. Dixon says, we need to give the worst manager in our history a hiding and put pressure on City and Chelsea. No complacency against Palace. Work hard and get the points, says Maverick. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Northred says, I want to see us spank someone, send a message out, almost halfway stage. We are overdue a hammering of someone. Are Mo and Robbo fit? 
I don't know if, if Mo and Robert were fit, Maverick. I did see Robertson kind of training photos, ha- having a mess with Trent Alexander-Arnold. I haven't seen photos of Salah, but someone did mention earlier that he was in training, but then someone countered that. He way. won't be risked. I think Milner's going to start. Yeah, Milner's going to start left back, definitely. Okay. Chris Brack says Liverpool have won the last five games at Crystal Palace. So, there you go. Um, nobody seems to have any random questions, which is very, very poor. <laughs> but, but while I give them that last chance to come out with some random questions... I gotta ask you, give me a lineup, Peter, with everything that's taken into consideration, Salah, Robertson and different bits and pieces, Henderson being ill during the week as well, I suppose. Give us a lineup and give us a prediction. And I want the scorers as well, you don't get off easy. Ah, uh, there you go. Um well the usual in goal, uh Trent. Um I'm going. Lovren he'll stay with Lovren and Van Dyke, as long as the two lads are fit and the Van Dyke's personal problems aren't having spilled over to his football. Um, he uh, Robbo won't start. He'll go Milner. He'll go Ox, Vinaldum, Fabinho. Um, if Henderson doesn't make, it, of course. Um, I can see and just the regular, the regular up, the regular up. Sorry, Salah's out, so probably Shakiri. They're talking about Shakiri being fit. Uh, Firmino and Mane for me. So I think there'll be trouble. If we start with Rob Robertson, he may be fit with the Scottish FA reading stuff about Steve Clark going on about, you know, getting him pulled uh, as early as next year for a few games, um, because FIFA do have the power over the, over the FA, over declarations and that. So I, th- I, I can see Robbo being left out for maybe not fitness, but political reasons, to be honest. Okay. Chris, Bra- Chris Brack asks, your worst fashion decision? Mine? Mm. I wore, I tell you. You're quite a fashionable I, guy. I, 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 well, I've been known to, yeah, I've been known to, but I wore a pair of leopard skin trousers. Right, yeah, you on a Saturday right night out, yeah, and I ended up uh, at a party in Clondalk and, uh, me and my best mate Willie Redmond in Dublin thought it was the, oh mate, you know the way you just think you're bulletproof? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was lucky I didn't get a hiding that night, I'll put you that way. <laughs> yeah, uh, to be honest with you, I agree. And I didn't even see it in them. Um, Adam, Adam Petrucci on asks, how's the Grasshoppers project? That's, that's directed at me. I basically turned on uh, a laptop the other night, Football Manager 2018 was on it. I asked the viewers, who should I start a game with? He came up, I think it might have been him or somebody else came up with, Grasshopper Zurich. I can tell you, I'm 18 league games into the season. I'm through two rounds of the cup. I've won 16 league games and drawn two. Um, with a budget of 165,000 as a transfer budget. So I'm actually doing really, really well. So that's the latest. How many mince pies over Christmas, says Maverick? <laughs> I hate none, none for me, so. I hate mince pies. A very British thing, actually. I have a lot of friends in the UK. I lived there for a long time and they'd be mince pies. This means they're like, I don't know. It's like the worst combination ever. I just I put one in my mouth. And I was like, "This is just awful." Oh, no, like, they're not for awful. me. They're not for yeah. me. Uh, what? Another question. What's your prediction on City Chelsea at the weekend? Two all draw. Two all draw. Nice one. Yeah, nice one. Traz just shouts Rod Stewart at me. I don't know why. Celtic. Um, <laughs> maybe or I don't know. I really don't try. You need to come back and let me know what's going on there. Here's a random one. He uh, says Liverpool versus everybody. What was the word Grizz said that almost killed him on the stream the other day? Oh, the word was synonymous. Oh. <clears throat> and if you know Grizz, when words come out like that with three to four syllables, um, it comes very close to ending him. It really does. <laughs> uh, let me see. Maverick says he restricts himself to a max of four on Christmas Day and three on Boxing Day. Poor. That's not bad. That's just, well, it's probably six in the packet. We'll disgusting. See. Absolutely disgusting. Dixon says, screw the FIFA rules. United were up to all sorts in the 90s with gigs in Wales. Yeah, I think it's changed a little bit. Fourth song you'd pick if you had to do a karaoke. 
Oh, mate, what a shout that is. Uh, what a shout, what a shout, what a shout. You probably have to go with killers. You'd have to go with, um, what's the, all these things that I've done. You know, okay. I got so all that. You gotta go there. You gotta right. go. Okay. What about you, mate? Um, I, do Rovers have any songs? Rovers have loads of them. <laughs> Rovers have loads of them. I tell you what I would go for. Uh, that's a very good question. Can I come back to it? Yeah, yeah, I'll come back to it in a minute. Dunno says, random, does Gav play golf cross-handed? No. I'm right-handed in golf. Cross-handed would mean your left hand down below your right-handed you play. No, I've actually changed, I've changed grip in the last couple of weeks and I've gone with an interlocked grip, um, which is really difficult for me, but I'm, I'm gonna stick to it. Um, I watch a guy on YouTube called Rick Shields. He's a PGA pro. He brings out YouTube things every day and he talks to you like you're a mid to high you know, handicap golfer. And that's the way you should be spoken to when you're a mid to high handicap <laughs> golfer. And he, he breaks everything down. So anybody watching that's into golf, go to Rick Shields on, on YouTube. He's a ridiculous amount of subscribers, but he puts out some brilliant videos previewing and reviewing, you know, golf clubs, putters, all sorts of stuff. He's brilliant if you're into golf. So there, there's the answer to that. I'll come back to the karaoke. I'm still thinking. Let me see. Uh, crows and tunnels are far more scary for Grizz. Uh, yeah, Grizz was once on a camel and likened it to being on a plane. He was that high up. And then likened it to the height of a double-decker bus. So that's where you... But listen, let me tell you something. Grizz is one of the nicest humans you will ever, ever meet. Um, he's just the best. And anyone that says any different is off that rocker. He's absolutely br- absolutely brilliant. He's good, Craig. Right. He's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Mr. Brightside or Pulp Disco 2000, says Chris Brack. Legendary choices there. Dick Sticks in 87, The Beatles or Oasis. Um, Liverpool versus everybody. Brand of cigarettes you smoke. Uh, John Player Blue. Um, did I, I must have told people on here I smoke. I, I, I've probably left the show and had to smoke and come back <laughs> at some stage. But um, no, John Player Blue. Um, when I'm in England, it's usually Lambert and Butler Silver if I can get hold of them. So uh, I'll tell you what I would. Some might say by Oasis. Not bad, not bad. Show, but a lot of Oasis. Lo- all the City like, fans would be happy tonight. I would like the acoustic version though. Yeah, in fairness. Okay. If you go on to Spotify and you type in, some might say acoustic it's a brilliant version of it listen the the ultimate gig for it was the night that they fell out Do you remember years ago we were kids they were doing a gig and they fell out and liam ended up watching no just doing acoustic set. oh mtv it implodes the most amazing thing i've ever seen yeah in fairness he was on for an old gallagher as much as he spouts an awful lot of crap about manchester City and about liverpool he is something else he's brilliant he is and we, but i tell is. you they broke up at oasis and i steadily lost interest in both of them as it's gone on but liam's a, an absolute you know, yeah, but but like it's not even that the music that they, they produce now I just have lost they should just listen, they should take the hundred million each and just turn around and tour Oasis and be done with it. Uh does Grizz live in a bungalow? No, he does not. He does not live in a bungalow, <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh always loved some might say, good choice, mate. Seriously, on Spotify, type in some might say and I think it, it's called acoustic version or it might be it's a different version of it, but it's a brilliant, brilliant version of it. Um I'll tell you what, I'll throw it up I'll throw it up on our um on our Twitter page after this. That's what I'll do. Um, let me see. Liam is playing in Liverpool right now, says Dixon. Can you hear him? Any good? I don't like him. I don't like him. Uh, Maverick says, Mo Salah, Mo Salah running down the wing. Uh, yes. Kevin Sullivan says, there's still a pair of knobs. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, PR, anything else before we go? Yeah, I want to I give a big shout out actually to some of the other podcasts out there. The, I don't think that's allowed. Uh, 
our mate Ray that runs the the Manchester City pod, podcast, a gentleman, a okay. huge advocate for uh, anti-racism as well out there, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously Duncan and his and his mates at uh, the Transfer Podcast. They're, they're I don't, all know, tuned I don't in know how well that'll go down. Phil um, Casey will interview, but they're we'll, tuned in tonight. They're watching. Us <coughs> they're good lads, I have to say. No, listen, uh, listen. I've uh, I don't agree with a lot of what Duncan Castle says. Yeah, um, no, I know you don't. That's why I mention all the time. I'm gonna say that, and I know you mentioned it to try wind me up. I I don't. <laughs> I don't agree with what he says. Um, maybe, maybe it's more of the way he does it, and it's probably to to stoke a fire, and that's fine. Uh, yeah. But maybe the way he does things, I'm not a big fan. Uh, I'm, I'm perfectly honest with you. Would I sit down with Duncan Castles and have a talk about football? Absolutely, I'd sit down. You with might him. have to. You um, might have to. If I have to, if I have to, um, I will. Uh, how does that sound? Let um, battle commence. Let battle commence. What's Muslim food? The ignorance. What's Muslim food? Did somebody say Muslim food? No, the food doesn't have a religion. Come on, lads, cop on. Better questions than that. No, I don't. I don't think anyone said Muslim food, but I could be wrong. Um, no, I don't think we said Muslim food. Uh, what's the Man City podcast? Oh, uh, Ray. What do the, what's Ray's? Anyone that knows Ray, you tuned in tonight. Um, Ray, Ray. I'm trying to think now. Yeah. It is the City Fan TV. Good, they're good. Like you'll find them at Man City underscore Ray or R A Y. Good lads, good lads, and they talk about Liverpool ninety percent of the time. To be honest with you, they do. We're in their heads. We live in their heads. But they're a good bunch of lads. Okay, no worries. Uh, let me see. Uh, Teo says Liverpool rule on Pro Evolution Soccer. Uh, yes, we do. I've I have that one. I think I have the latest one. Man, have you even got FM twenty yet? It's disgraceful. You talk about no, FM, you've still got no. a version 8. Somebody, is anyone out there that I know can just throw a copy of <laughs> FM 20? I don't want to do that. I'll end, up, I'll end up not being able to. Um, this is how it works, mate. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll end up having to be, uh, I'll end up not doing this show because I'll be stuck that much into it. <laughs> it, it. It takes over your life. I do remember. Oh, by the way, can I shout out to the Lawson's, please, who every time I'm on this show don't bother to turn up. Oh, and well, I know, you know, Paddy's, friends of mine Paddy's don't tec- turn up. Paddy's a technophobe. He's no good. <laughs> he struggles. He struggles the whole conversation over the phone. Um, and look, Sean, he's just too good looking to be messing around with yeah, anybody yeah, like yeah. us. Uh, I've seen that. Let me see. Uh, Duncan Castles was seen leaving Sports Direct with a sports short with Mourinho one on the back. So it may, it may, uh, that may be the case. Someone said Grizz eats Muslim food. I don't. Did someone type that? Because I don't think I did. Uh, Grizz eats halal food. I can tell you that. There um, you go. I, uh, because I do know when, when we're in Liverpool or in Dublin or anywhere else, he does ask, can we go somewhere that is halal? And I, usually, and I usually say no. Just take him to Georgia Street. No, I usually bring him to a pub and get him fish and chips. <laughs> um, and the last time we met in London, I, what the, I can't remember where I got him, but no, he eats halal food and me and him have a little joke about it because he slags what I eat and it's like what he eats. <laughs> Long show tonight, Gav. Yes, as Avo, it is. Um, 51 minutes-ish. I hope you enjoyed it. That's the end of it. Um, Peter's done that many shout-outs that there's no one left on the internet I think, <laughs> to um, to finish off with, or, or is there anybody left? Good night to everybody. Peter, thanks a minute for joining us. No worries, buddy. Great stuff. See you in a while. God bless. God bless. Good night to um good night to everybody watching. Good night to Duncan Castles. Good night to all the Man City podcasts out there. It's been emotional. We'll be back tomorrow night with a Crystal Palace fan to actually discuss the game in detail. Thanks for joining us. Over now. 
People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah. They were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.